0: Hi and welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Art Life with Johnny e. Bogdan. I'm John Bishop with John Bishop Fine Art and this is a uh, podcast that I do to talk a little bit about our art business uh, at uh, Burbur Productions and that includes myself John, e. B. B. John Bishop at John Bishop Fine Art and Bogdan Mihai at Bogdan Photo Art. And I think probably we need to say a little bit about our history in case you you don't know who we are. Uh, Bogdan and I have been together for, what, 21 years now. We've been living abroad, working at various international schools, uh, including Romania, the Emirates, New Zealand, uh, a strange country called California, and uh, uh, New Zealand. uh, Did I mention New Zealand? And uh, uh, Russia. We were in Russia for six years. Sorry, I forgot that one. So we've been traveling the world and uh, having a lovely time doing it, very involved in photography, and I was doing some creative writing, though not a lot of painting because it was difficult uh, to do. I basically painted a lot during college uh, as well as doing creative writing and photography. And then, of course, was told that you can't do that for a living. So I I kind of gave that up for a while, like 30 years. And... Uh, So, my parents were uh, aged and needing some help, and we had finished, we were finishing up our our stay in Russia, and we thought, you know, this is the time to move home. Mom and dad are gonna need help, and uh, we wanna be there to do it. So, in 2015, we came back from Russia and decided that we had always wanted to do the creative bit. I wanted to do the painting and the writing. Uh, Bogdan wanted to do the photography full time. And we said, you know, if we don't do it now, uh, we're, we're missing a huge opportunity because we have to be home anyway to take care of mom and dad. And we need to be nimble enough so that we can stay home and do the doctor visits and, and do the, uh, the health care things that they're going to need as they as they get older. And so we said, you know, if we don't do this now, we're never going to do it. And so we gave up day jobs at that point and went a freelance creative uh, m- uh, business ever since. And that started out with uh, video production and photography, mostly. And that has now morphed more into the fine art, where I'm doing painting and some illustration, basically. And Bogdan does a lot of uh, photography, fine art photography some more video productions as we seem, as we deem necessary, uh, as well as he does some painting and, and uh, collage work as well. So we've really dedicated ourselves to, you know, feet first into the art world, into the freelance creative market, whether we were ready or not. Um, and and I, always, I always comment that, you know, we, we spent a good year thinking about this before we actually did it. And I, I, I've got to say, as much preparation as we did, I'm not sure we were at all prepared for what we discovered when we, when we started this business. Um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't prepare. And I'm not saying that that's true for everyone. But at some point, you just have to step off of that cliff and, and see what happens because all the planning in the world is not going to save you uh, if, if, you're not, if you're not committed. And I say committed because, in our experience, it has not been our talent, uh, which we are, of course, terrified at the beginning that we just weren't good enough and that we were going to be laughed at and that, uh, that you know, we were not ready, we were not good enough to continue. But that's never been the case. In fact, I've worked with a lot of people in a lot of different uh, capacities over the years, uh, including uh, some creative people. And I have never been so readily accepted as I have by the artist community here in Houston. Um, People don't care how good you are. They just care how committed you are. And uh, everybody gets better and better and better, obviously. There's still a lot I need to learn, there's still a lot of areas where I need growth and, and development. But to me, my experience has been that it's not even so much how talented you are as, as how committed you are. And it's not as though I have a big background in business, I don't. And I, as much as that's important because we as artists are running small businesses, let's be honest. And, if we're trying to live off our art, which is our goal, then you need to be able to do those business things uh, to stay afloat legally, not to mention to, uh, to affect some sort of lifestyle and some sort of income. So it is hard work. It is marketing. It is uh, PR. It is bookkeeping. It is time management. It is creativity and, and talent in that sense. It is uh, networking, it is uh, sales, uh, uh, follow-up, it's it's creativity, it's, it's research and development. All of those things that in many companies represent many people doing those individual jobs, uh, it's all you in an art business generally, unless you, you've got several people together in a consortium. So... Really, the idea that we were embarking upon something that we had planned out, yes and no. We had a plan because we had to be able to justify it so that we didn't feel irresponsible in what we were doing. But at the same time, we knew we were jumping off feet first. We had no no um, escape hatch at that point. And as it turns out, we spent... Uh, what was it probably a good five years uh, before mom and dad passed away and they both died relatively close together I mean four months apart and so that was uh, quite a shock to the system and uh, they have left us a little money and what we have realized now is that we're at a we're at a new turning point in our art careers we are earning some money. We're selling uh, consistently, but not to the extent that we can completely live off of that. We have quite a bit of savings that we accrued over the time abroad. That is running out. And like I say, mom and dad were were, uh, kind enough to leave us some money. So we have a little bit of a nest egg, so we're not desperate yet. But no, we're not able to support ourselves completely off of our art. And that is fairly typical. For others that may mean that, uh, and maybe for us, that we will have to go back and get other jobs uh, to support our art careers and it may mean that we have to morph a bit and, and become a little more commercial in the way we present our art, and a little more decorative in the way we present our art. But however that happens, we are committed to this process. We are committed to this company and we are committed to where it's going to take us. And so part of me says that this kind of crossroads that we have reached in our career is a very, very healthy one because we come to it now with the, with the you know, what, six years, six, seven years of experience uh, as creative professionals, and uh, we've made it. We've made it this far. Um, we are still excited. I have never been happier. I cannot believe I am so fortunate to get to just splash paint around for a living and to express myself, which is something that I I very much like to do and probably need to do. And more importantly, I think, able to turn that into a, a product that people are willing to spend their money on. And that has been exciting. We have been lucky enough to gain the studios that we have in Houston at uh, Sawyer Yards, which is a large, consortium, uh, a large collection of maybe 400 artists in six different buildings. And uh, we are now currently in the uh, Silver Street building. There's about 60 artists in that building. And uh, that is, you know, we like to think of it as a flagship of the, of the, com- of the campus, that's probably pretty arrogant because the others are doing fine too. It's just that in Silver Street, we have a separate management that is, who, is, uh, who have been committed to really pushing artists. Uh, some of the other buildings, particularly during COVID, uh, when there are not enough tenants, they have tended to kind of include other businesses that are not art related. Uh, Silver Street has not. There's very few exceptions to that rule, and most of those were grandfathered in because they've been there since the beginning. But we have a nice community of very, very creative people, probably in mid-career, most of them in uh, emerging to mid-career, uh, some even, even past that. And so there's a great network amongst these 60 artists For us to gain inspiration, to to learn from each other, to ask questions, to to come together and and work as a unit, Uh, all of those things are very, very important. And I think that uh, that ability to to draw upon the others is is one of the biggest strengths we have at Silver Street. Uh, In addition, we're able to exhibit our work quite frequently. Uh, in the hallways, and so it it also serves as a gallery space, and so I'm able to put my work out on exhibit with the other artists in the building, uh, which gives me a lot more visibility. We get a lot of people through the doors at Silver Street, and uh, the artists have open studio times where the public come through. Uh, That has, of course, taken quite a hit during COVID, Uh, but uh, things are starting to bounce back I hope that continues. So that's a little bit about where we are so far. But where we where we have found ourselves is now that mom and dad have passed, we are actually living in Huntsville, which is about 70 miles north of Houston. It is a college town, and um, also where most of the prisons are in Texas. I think we have eight or nine prison uh, facilities here. And That's nothing nothing wrong with any of that. The problem is there's not a thriving arts community here. There's not a thriving collector community here. It's still kind of a small town, still close to Houston, so anybody who's looking for culture and arts and luxury, they go to Houston. They go up to Dallas. They don't shop in Huntsville. And so we really have always understood that we were living here because of mom and dad and really weren't looking to Huntsville to earn a living. And that has certainly been our experience. Well, now that mom and dad are gone, we're commuting 70 miles one way, so that's you know 140 miles a day, to go to Houston to, to our studios, and then we have to drive back for our residence. So we thought, well, great, we'll just, we'll just take the money that mom and dad have left us we'll sell our house, our uh, condo here, it's not a condo, a townhome, and move to Houston. Well, as it turns out, with the money mom and dad have left us and what we think we'll make on the sale of our house, we still can't afford to move anywhere near the studios. Uh, Houston has just become too expensive for us. And uh, if we could afford it, and there are some things that we might could approach, they are very, very small, they need major renovation and re- repair, um, and they're in neighborhoods we may not want to, to live in. So we're, we're kind of faced with a dilemma. Well, we're stuck in Huntsville, we move to Houston, we give up not only all of our money, but our way of life and, and comfort zones, and um, that's it. We have to live off the company, we have to live off our art because everything else is gone. So we started looking. We said, okay, if we can't stay in Houston, where can we stay that is close enough to Houston to make it worth our while? And so we've been looking at properties around and and there's like a circle we drew around Houston of about half an hour away because we're now about an hour away. And even at a half an hour away from from the studios, um, we get very little for our money. There's not a lot to choose from. Um, there are properties we could afford, many of which are in flood areas that flooded very badly with the last big hurricane, and we know they will flood again. So we were very, very frustrated. We're looking around, we're not finding anything. And we said, okay, time is ticking, now gasoline because of the war, gasoline prices have gone up substantially, and we're just really throwing money away. So we broadened our circle. We now said, okay, we're going to look at other places that are within an hour's drive because we know we can make the hour drive. It's not optimal, uh, but uh, let's see if there's anything else we can get that would address some of the issues that we're finding. And those issues uh, are basically, one, that it uh, be a place where we can live and work. The idea is if we get a place where we can spend, do most of our work, we can lose one of the two studios we have in Houston and only keep one as a gallery space and meeting place to meet with collectors and things. So we need to be close enough to Houston, but we want to live and work at home. Now, we could stay here in Huntsville, but there's no room. There's no room for us to work here. I do a lot of my painting here, but there's no work room for Bogdan if I do that. So he works mostly in Houston. So we need a place that is big enough to allow us to live and work and is zoned properly for us to live and work, where we have some outdoor space in case we need to spray paint or work with, you know, enamels where there's some issues with fumes. Uh, so we need that space with some outside Uh we cannot get that close in, in Houston, so we have to look for, further out. And we also want a place that is a destination. We want a place where people would actually go if we had an event, if we had an art sale, if we had a big reception for collectors. It has to be a place where someone would actually go. Maybe not every week, maybe not every time but is close enough and interesting enough and big enough and and exciting enough to make it worth someone's while to come out and visit. Um, And thirdly, we want a place that gives us the potential to grow. We know that we want to go many directions in our business. We may be going in the realm of opening a residency for artists. We might become a gallery in ourselves. Um, We may we may branch out into different kinds of uh of production and we want to have enough room to do that so it really becomes a place that is big enough that we can live in and where people would actually come if we needed them to and lastly hopefully that it's a destination in itself that people actually go there people don't come to Huntsville for art they don't come to Huntsville really for anything, they're just come passing through or they're living here to go to school or they're involved with the uh, working at the prisons. And we wanted a place that, that was a destination or closer to destination. So we've been looking around, we found a beautiful building in uh, Baytown, which is about only about half an hour away. It was in the Arts District, it's a historical building, it already has a residence inside um, it's 5,000 square feet, plenty of room for us, some land adjacent. It ticked all our boxes, but it wasn't quite finished enough. Uh, that 5,000 square space, a square foot space, uh, for example, had no air conditioning. And in Texas, in South Texas, in the summer, and sometimes in the spring and fall, you must have air conditioning. Not only because it's hot, but the humidity levels are 90 95%. And if you're working on paper and things like that, it just warps up and, and begins to mold. So uh, HVAC systems are, are imperative for us. So we looked at a place. It is more money than we have. Uh, we, it was uh, uh, a good $100,000 more than we had. And we said, fine, we'll get a loan. Well, as freelance artists uh, who don't make enough money every year to live off of completely, uh, no one's going to give us a loan. We tried. We tried the Small Business Association. Uh, Some people just said no. Some people said yes. We'll give you $5,000 at like 35% interest. I mean, they're like just loan sharks. And uh, we're not that desperate. So a loan is out of the question. So we have to cut back on what we have to spend so that we can make a cash offer. And we found a place that looks promising Uh, in Brenham, Texas. uh, Brenham is a community about an hour uh, northwest of Houston and on the way to Austin. uh, So a lot of people take that route to go between Houston and Austin. It's on the main highway there. It is a lovely little town. It has a thriving kind of supportive arts uh, community. There are lots of antique shops. There are lots of cute little boutiques. And it's very close to a place called Round Top, where there is a ginormous uh, antique fair and art fair uh, twice a year. I mean, it goes from a town of about 200 to 35,000 in a day. Uh, it is the it is a huge, huge event. Uh, and some people make their entire what annual income off of those two weeks. So being close to roundtop uh, is, is a huge advantage for us as well. So we've found a property, we've now placed an offer. Uh, so it's actually starting to happen. Uh, we have placed an offer on the property. We have not heard back from the uh, seller yet. We did go in a little low because we know that we have a threshold beyond which we can't go because we're basically looking at spending almost all of our money uh, on on this property. Now, I have a little bit of money still saved from previous jobs, uh, from uh, employers, kind of in some retirement money but uh, you know, that's enough to maybe get us through a year or two and that would be about it. But the lion's share of what we have, we're gonna spend on this building, which means we don't have a lot of money to fix it up. So this particular building is 6,000 square feet, uh, bigger than the other, has four air conditioning units, uh, was an, an old uh, a church that had been converted into offices. So more room than we could possibly need it has a uh, landscaped parking lot as well. So that's not only great for parking, but also we could have put tents out and have an art sale, have a Christmas market. A uh, number of things that we could do in the community to, uh, to attract business. So we're looking at a place that in addition to our studio in Houston, we could live and work and maybe even incur some bit of income from the people who visit Brenham uh, and people we could draw for those events. Uh, We're very excited. This is a very, very nerve-wracking process. If you've ever bought property, you'll know that instantly uh, when you find out that you're doing this, the doubts start rolling in. Oh, we're going to fail. This is going to be a disaster. We're going to go bankrupt. Um, But we have the knowledge that we've been doing this for six years, seven years, and we haven't failed yet so we're very very excited though we're very very nervous about it that is where we are we will keep you posted as things develop because things will develop and, and fairly quickly what I'm hoping is that if this does go through we will be able to have real conversations with you about what it is we're going through not only in purchasing property but expanding the business uh, at a time when it seems crazy to expand a business right after a pandemic, and when you don't have a huge amount of capital. But there is that old adage that you, know, you fake it till you make it and that we need to invest in the business to grow the business. We've reached a point where I'm not sure we can go much farther with the way that we're working now and we need to go farther. So fingers crossed, wish us luck. We will keep you informed of how things go um, and uh, take you along the journey, not only on as to what we're doing, but what we're thinking and the things we're running into in case those are things that happen and questions you have in your own art careers. So if you have any suggestions, any experience that might help us, please let us know. Uh, and uh, other than that, fingers crossed, keep us, keep us in your thoughts, and we will talk to you next time. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye now.